Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. They'll also be trying to think ahead and they'll end up interrupting and like talking over you. Do you ever go on a date and wish you just had a, a, a narcometer of like, hey, that person's a narcissist or like, hey, this person's a narcissist. Like a lot of times when you go on a first date and when you start getting out back into the world of like dating and relationships, it's like, man, it would be really nice if I had an idea of what to look for. Well, if you stuck around on my channel or in other channels, like you have a good idea of a lot of stuff that narcissists do and you have a good idea of a lot of things that they're portrayed and that actually happen. But I want to talk to you today about that first date, like that first inter- aspect and interaction of dealing with a narcissist and dealing with a person you like have no clue. So what are we going to look out for? What are we going to watch out for? So today I'm going to talk through a couple of different things. One's going to be like the typical aspects, like the things that like, okay, like that makes sense. You know, that's what you'd see. Sometimes the hidden parts of it of like, okay, a little bit different. And then a couple quirks that aren't necessarily like narcissistic, but oftentimes go with narcissism or people think that's just a personality quirk, but it's actually in reference going back to narcissism as well. So we'd love to be able to dive in. We're going to dive into real quick, but real quick, if you don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel. Provide what? Awareness, growth, healing, and change. Do that on all the different platforms. If you don't follow, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, follow, like, share, join that community because we really like to be able to have you there. Just look up Raw Motivations. We drop nuggets of truth every single day. If you want to be a part of a bigger community that's actually actively working on growing, healing, and changing through courses, accountability, tracking your no contact, journaling, monthly coaching with group calls, weekly lives to be able to help you grow, heal, and change, and a place to get advice, then download the NARC app. Just type in narcapp.com. N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Community of like-minded people to help you grow, heal, and change. We'd love to have you there. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, we'd love to have you interact. Just go to rawmotivations.com and grab a time there. We'd love to be able to chat, be able to help provide any clarity to the crazy making that you're going through. I work with people on a day-to-day, on a week-to-week basis to try to help guide them through that process to get out of the trauma bond, to break free the rumination, and to build boundaries so you don't go back and so you don't get involved with another toxic person. We've been glad to see lots of success helping people on a day-to-day basis change that switch of understanding how it actually happens, giving them clarity and shedding light on the truth of the situation so then they get free. Last thing real quick, if you haven't had a chance to be able to check out the new podcast that we just dropped, look up Trauma, Drama, and Life. Everybody's always asking, what about the wife? When can we hear from the wife? When can we see the wife? Well, that's what we're doing. Okay, that's our new podcast. That's myself and Kayla, my wife, that we put together to be able to help give you guys a little bit more context about narcissism, 
the marriage, a little bit of an insight to like what we go through on a day-to-day basis and a lot of our journey to try to help you understand and help you heal in any way that we can possible. So check that out. It's on all different platforms, Trauma, Drama, and Life. It is a podcast only right now. And so that's on um, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, a couple things out there. But anyways, check that out, Trauma, Drama, and Life. Anyways, so how to recognize a narcissist on a first date. Everybody's question, you know, popular question of like, oh, how do I know? How do I know? Okay, so typical aspects. Okay, one of them that we normally think of when we think of like overt narcissism and and someone being like grandiose is they talk about themselves, right? Like talk about themselves like nonstop. You know, someone I was talking to the other day, they were like the first date I went, like they talked about themselves for like two hours straight. Like it was crazy. Like I didn't even get a word in. You know, it's one of those first like red flags and like signs of like, wait a second, this person seems very obsessed about talking about themselves. A lot of times the narcissist will do that to build the mask, to keep the mask, to create the mask, and to sustain the mask. And so a lot of times they're doing that to be able to show you I'm an amazing person because I know so much, because I'm so great at this, whatever it might be. A lot of times you'll see, typical aspect, they talk about themselves nonstop. Okay. Other thing is how do they reference past relationships? So like you're sitting there, you're talking and they're talking about their past relationships. A couple things might happen. They might start to dive into how all their exes were crazy. You know, how everything was just absolutely crazy. Like they, they, they acted weird. They acted wild. Like they have all these insane stories of what happened. And you're like, how does that make sense? Like it can't be that like the past 20 people you've been with have all been crazy. Like something had to happen there. A lot of times they'll label that. And they'll try to say, you know, X is crazy, bipolar, my ex was a narcissist, like all that kind of stuff to try to be able to show you like, hey, they're a nice, normal person that just needs help and love when in reality, they're the ones causing that craziness to everybody else. Um, Sometimes you'll see where they'll bring up past traumas really early or they'll use that to leverage. Okay, so it's one thing as far as like bringing up, hey, this is what happened or this is, you know, where I've come from. But there's a big part in like the beginning of the relationship, even the first date, that they're going to come out and tell you like a bunch of like gory graphic details about stuff that you didn't ask about and that you're like uncomfortable. Like this feels like oversharing. Sometimes narcissists will do that to overshare to a degree so that you feel like, hey, they're really vulnerable. They're really in touch with their feelings. They're really in touch with who they actually are. A lot of times that's a facade and they're sharing so much about the past so they don't have to avoid how they actually feel in the present. Another thing you'll see is a lot of times stories in the past, maybe with exes, maybe with traumas, end up a lot of times being really detailed or graphic or like showing that vulnerability piece where sometimes you're like, seems like a little too much detail. Sometimes you'll see that in the relationships will end up like glorifying the relationship they were with, like glorifying the person they were with. Like my ex was the best at this. They'll flip it around. They were amazing. They were the best at this. Like I can't believe like they were so great because they didn't love drama. They were so great because, you know, they knew how to X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times it's laying the groundwork, the grooming groundwork of like, okay, don't go after drama. Don't respond this way. And it's, it's grooming you and it's telling you this is how you're supposed to react in order to gain their love and affection. Okay. Other thing that's typical is a lot of times you'll see it move really fast. You know, whether that's, I love you on the first date, whether that's sleeping together, whether it's moving in, like within the first week, or, you know, we're talking about kids and marriage, like after the first couple of days, like literally it can move super fast. And we've heard it all. We've heard people that, you know, have gone from saying, I love you on the first date to getting married on this, on the seventh day that they've known each other. Like there's a lot of times it moves super fast. So be really careful. Okay. With that, a lot of times, like you want to slow it down and actually be like, okay, what happens when I slow it down? Because then we dive into some of the aspects that are a little bit more covert. Okay. That are a little bit more hidden. Part of it would be on this side, 
that gets really hard for people to be able to differentiate and determine is the narcissist asking super deep questions. Okay. Now, again, we're talking about first date. Okay. We're talking about like getting to know this person. A lot of times the narcissist will ask you super deep questions at the beginning, one, to try to show and give the illusion that there's a depth there to them, but then also they want to be able to learn everything they can about you to control you. That is the whole purpose. Let me learn, identify, and acknowledge everything that's inside you so that I can use that and leverage that later down the road to be able to control you. Okay. Now it's not just like the deep questions of like, tell me all your inner traumas and deep fears. And, you know, there's, there's a level to it that they try to leverage to be able to gain that knowledge. Sometimes it could be as simple as like, you know, what do you want in a partner? Or like, how, where do you see yourself down the road? Or like, who do you want to be with? Like trying to guide, guide themselves of like, how do I build this mask to fit the person that they want me to be? A lot of times narcissists will do leading questions or deep questions like that to figure out how they need to construct themselves so that you fall in love with a cardboard cutout that they're painting right there in front of you. Okay. Sometimes you'll see early on, even the first date, a little bit after you'll see a big obsession, an obsession with you, which at first feels like love. It feels like amazing. Sometimes that's going back to an inner wound of like, you're looking for validation in another person. And you're like, wow, this person loves me so much. They're spending 24 seven. They're constantly talking, texting, interacting because they want to be with me so bad. A lot of times that obsession, when it keeps going, turns into lust, manipulation, and control. So please be careful with that. A lot of times with a hidden part, it, it comes out whenever you say no. An, an easy one early on, beginning of the date, you know, beginning of the relationship is how do they actually respond to boundaries? How they actually respond when you say no or when you give rejection, okay? When there's like a rejection of like, no, I don't want to do that, not interested, like actually putting up some boundaries, even if it's stuff that it doesn't matter, but in one sense, wanting to see like, how are they going to respond and how are they going to respect you, your wishes, your desires, because a lot of times narcissists won't do that. Or you say no. And then three days later, you're like, wow, I'm already doing what I said no, because they're really good at manipulating. So watch out for that too. How do they identify with their mistakes and taking accountability in the past, but also like in the present? Like, and you're in the date and they, they make a slip up or they mess up or they drop something. Like, do they actually own the stuff that they do? Or do you start to see the little tidbits of them blaming on other people to shift the blame, the focus on anybody else but themselves and taking that accountability and that responsibility? Okay, the last one I said I was talking about was typical aspects, hidden parts, and then quirks. Okay, I've just got three here that I want to be able to share with you real quick before we wrap up is a lot of times in talking to a narcissist, they'll have the aspect of like an all or nothing mentality. Okay, it's like the best or the worst, perfect or worthless, like back and forth. It all comes down to this like black and white thinking of either you're amazing or you're awful. Like you're either pretty or you're ugly. Like there's no in between. Like there's like a giant chasm. And a lot of times that black and white thinking switches really quick. And what you have to understand is like that, that great feeling you have in this moment might be them showing that great love, but it'll switch really quick to be great hate. It'll go back and forth. So like all or nothing kind of communication and thinking, you know, kind of get an idea of that too. What you have in the communication in the, in the talking back and forth is look out for the interrupting. You know, a lot of times the narcissist will be thinking ahead of the conversation because they're trying to control and manipulate, but they'll also be trying to think ahead and they'll end up interrupting and like talking over you. Well, all of a sudden you're talking and they're interrupting with something and you start seeing a pattern of that. You're like, wait a second. Like, doesn't seem like they really are taking time to value my opinions, my beliefs, or what I'm actually saying. 
Last one, which I think is kind of cool because it's it's very in, intrinsic to me, is how they win or how they lose when playing games. So for me personally, like I don't like playing games that I know there's a possibility that I'm going to lose that or that I'm going to look bad. And so I'll do anything I can to be like, I'm going to play a game. I'm going to play it really well. I'm going to be really either aggressive or competitive. I'm going to make sure I win because that's the point of a game, right? Like there's not a point to play a game and to lose. For a narcissist, that's a whole nother level where losing can even go back to rejection, to blame, to shame, all kinds of stuff. But how do they actually handle defeat when you beat them at the game? Okay, a couple things. So the typical aspects, hidden parts, quirks, hope that helps of giving you some ideas and some tips of how to recognize a narcissist on a first date.